This is Biz Radio host Joanna Patrice Haggerty. I am the founder of JPH Creative Biz and soon to launch Art Hero, a workforce development organization. My mission is to support and galvanize artists and creative entrepreneurs because art heals and connects. I believe that by activating creativity, we synthesize change. Come connect with me on Instagram at JPH Creative Biz. This is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty's show where I invite the most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners to share their experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me, I have Noreen Sullivan, who is the owner of Super Fantastic Terrific Awesome, a content marketing company that takes a sociological approach to storytelling. In her heart of hearts, she is a creative and aspires to share that creative spark with everyone she meets. She worked for over 20 years in Silicon Valley, supporting and consulting with startups, starting at the dawn of social media. She moved to Asheville to spend more time being creative rather than managing creatives. She is a painter, a fashion upcycler, and a writer. During COVID, she created the Genius Breakthrough Model. Understanding business systems, technology, people, and the potential of convergence allows her to create launch strategies for explosive growth. I brought Noreen on to talk about our exciting business merger, but first, Noreen, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Joanna. I'm glad to be here. It's so wonderful. We had sort of anticipated rolling our merger launch in a a different way, but I think that starting here on my home biz radio show makes a lot of sense. So before we kind of roll into that, I know I've had you on the show at one other point, but I just want to kind of give people a little more sense of who you are first. And one of the first questions I always ask most of my guests is, let's talk a little bit about what growing up in a creative mind space or mind headspace, that's the word I'm looking for, (laughs) was like for you. So I'd love to just turn the clock back a little bit. And I know you said you've painted and done things. How did you kind of get into the art of creativity? Well, I think um, the biggest answer to that is um, part of my family. Uh, My grandparents were in vaudeville. I love that so much. And my (laughs) um, so my uh, my grandma was a showgirl, and my grandfather was a singer, uh, an Irish tenor, and uh, then he went on to. Uh, have a the longest running actually radio show ever. Uh, it was called The Voice from Melody Lane. It was on uh, CBS Radio and it ran from 1929 to 1958. Wow! And, and when they started, they were using those wax records, even because there was no plastic, <laughs> and they would record a show like we are now, but they would record it on wax and then ship it out physically like in the mail to the radio stations and they would play it and they would bring the, uh, then they would send the wax back and then they would re, it was very recyclable. It was very green how they did it. And when my grandpa died, um, Oh no, when my grandma died, my grandfather died before I was, Oh, when I was very little. And, but she would, she, we found them. And they're in the Smithsonian now because they wow. were the only there were shows that he particularly liked. So he kept the record and there was only one machine that could play the records. My dad wanted to hear his dad's voice um, when we found them. And then uh, 
he contacted the Smithsonian and, and then ended up donating them and getting uh, cassette tapes in the eighties. So now we have to digitize those. But so anyway, <laughs> so, so I grew up in this family where um, even though my dad didn't pursue uh, the arts, he had an opportunity to, he, he was on Ed Sullivan as a comedian in, in the fifties and then decided to go to graduate school instead and went the business route, um, uh, which caused actually a rift between his parents and him uh, because he didn't go the show business route. So when I was little creatively, you were just expected when we would have Thanksgiving, everybody would perform, you know, we would, because it was sort of how we, um, the vaudeville people didn't want to not prove their worth, you know, mm-hmm. so the kind of sing for your supper kind of thing. And so it was, we were always putting on plays and shows and painting and writing stories and making our own toys. And I had a super eight video camera that I made film noir with when I was about eight. And <laughs> so, so it was just part of who I was always from the get go. And I think it's really fascinating too. I love that you shared a little bit of that because you also mentioned sort of growing up in the social media tech world in Silicon Valley. Your father really had this very type A, more business mind about things. So what I really have noticed getting to know you over the years is you really blend this creativity and this really good quality business strategy and sense. And that's why I think you have done the work that you have, right? That to me is why you were able to help startups in Silicon Valley and things like that. So let's just touch on that a little bit. How did you get into some of that startup world? What did that look like for you? Why were you interested in growing your career in that way versus maybe being a painter or some of these other creative things? It was kind of, I don't think I ever did anything on purpose, probably until very recently. Um, you know, I was painting and I was teaching at the Sharon Art Studio in Golden Gate Park. And I, I you know, and then I worked in advertising and, um, and television um, because that was where people paid you more money. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, so it's so, sort of, I had both things going on and then, um, I got involved um, because my degrees in sociology, I was working in market prediction and like what um, what's the next thing in TV programming and then in movies. And so I ended up working um, uh, with MTV and the WB and Pixar and some of those companies. And then um, just in looking at, the future of entertainment when Pixar was a startup, uh, Steve had bought render man, which is the technology that they used to make the 3d uh, movies. And they weren't even sure now the metaverse, um, you know, is all about that 3d, but the technology wasn't quite there to make H and M's shopping mall that they have now. (laughs) And people were trying to like render um, images in, in that way. Uh, but it it wasn't people would rather see a picture of a sweater than some sort of version right. of it. So at that time, now the technology has gotten so that people do are beginning to explore virtual worlds in a different kind of way. And so then I I was um, you know involved uh, uh, at Pixar University, which means we Pixar paid for me to go to graduate school. 
um, because we everybody had the opportunity to extend their education. And I was very interested in the sociology of the internet because the internet was very new and it worked which was some startups that were exploring that, um, particularly e-groups, which was which became Yahoo Groups because um, it got bought. But um, we were like across the hall from Google uh, in the computer lab, you know, when they started. So I just I just happened to be there. Um, yeah, it seems almost just a little bit like the right place, right time. Um, right. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm going to go do technology. I just like knew a bunch of people and they were doing cool things. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And, you know, that's basically how it went. That's like how my whole life has gone. Um, and it's kind of embarrassing. Like, I, I've never been. Uh, like, let me stop you there, because what I see is that you've just truly lived the creative lifestyle. So while I understand from especially the world you grew up in, especially with your father, again, sort of really pursuing high level business, I can imagine sort of these startups, you know, Pixar before it was anything, no one knew whether it would be successful or not. And like you said, now we're seeing these entire industries. I mean, the businesses you and I work with that actually have nothing to do with, you know, creativity and entertainment are using 3D models to improve their business structures and to prove their technology and their services. So, I mean, I just find it so unbelievably fascinating that you've just poured your life into being creative and been able to really get amazing businesses off the ground because of that. So can we talk a little bit about SFTA Creative and where that came from and how you really decided to start kind of pulling all of that under one house? Yeah. So what happened was I, I, I came to Asheville. I was, um, I actually kind of got, I got a lot of burnout. I got very ill. Uh, I, and I had ovarian cancer and I, I came to Asheville and it wasn't the place that, um, had the kind of businesses that I was used to working with. And as I was in my recovery and wanted to start working with companies, um, here, um, I felt like the small business owner needed a push that they could do it. You know, like there were, I'm not, I don't consider myself a coach or anything, but I consider myself a storyteller and I wanted to tell everybody's terrific story through great content and help them sort of understand the landscape of what content marketing is and how almost every business nowadays has to be a content company. You have to have an Instagram, you have to, you know, and and how do you manage that and how do you tell a story and what do you do? And so, I mean, I was trying to be, um, the most, I would meet these really interesting sort of creative people in Nashville. And I wanted to be like the most, like you can do it ever. (laughs) And so I was thinking of like law firms, how they're like, you know, Murphy, Pearson, Bradley, Feeney, you know? So I was just like super fantastic, terrific, awesome. And I, I, my business cards used to just actually say, you are awesome on them. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, so it's like all like the brand is like crazy rainbows and unicorns and shit. Oh, sorry, uh, and stuff. <laughs> and um, but it, it, but the point of that is that we can we can take it and you know tell your story in a way that really celebrates you and is business savvy. So. Um, I would say, too, one of the things that I know, um, you know, kind of like you said, sort of 
this idea of content marketing and how it's sold in a lot of ways is seen um, almost intangible to a lot of the people who are local, right? When you and I have local clients and we talk about publicity, nationwide publicity, or we talk about really getting into content marketing, there isn't traditionally a lot of knowledge about that in the Western North Carolina markets, right? Tapping into these resources is challenging, is overwhelming because we haven't grown up in the Silicon Tech Valley, right? We weren't immersed into it. So I love that you wanted to bring this really high level, you know, Harvard, Stanford, business knowledge, personal lived experiences and raising millions of dollars for companies to the average entrepreneur, right? To that creative, to that social person who says, I have an idea. And so I just really love that the brand is so creative by nature. So what I'd love to talk about next is like diving in a little bit into our relationship, right? I mentioned at the beginning of the show that we are merging our companies. Mm-hmm. And so for everyone who you know is listening and paying attention, essentially SFTA Creative is now going to be host under my company, Art Hero LLC. And what we've decided to do there is to create a full-service workforce development firm for any entrepreneur and or government agency or nonprofit working with you at any stage of the business. So pre-idea all the way to selling your business when it's multi-million dollars. So before we dive into that part, why don't you, just from your perspective, share a little bit about what deciding to merge with each other really felt like from your perspective, because we're both independent women and we both took us a little bit of time to get to this place where we felt like this was the right decision. So I'd love for you just to share a little bit about that. Well, you know, it's like, finally I put a ring on it. Kind of like, it was, it was like, it was like, it is because you're, when you're merging your business, it's like, it's your money, it's your everything. It's almost, to me, it's, it, 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 it's like, we're marrying everything that we're doing in our, desires uh professionally our ideas our intellectual property and but again it kind of happened organically uh we met through my poetry uh, which was crazy and then I was working on uh during COVID I decided that I was I was trying to tap in back into my creativity I had a really rough time there for a minute I I got you know I I was um I had a second round of cancer and my thyroid and then I got hit by a car and I was like really down and I was like, I need to get to my creative self. So, and you talked about it a little bit, I sort of created this genius breakthrough model, which is, um, I reverse engineered all the tests for creativity and the ways that people measure creativity. I'm like, well, if you can measure it, then you can exercise it almost mm-hmm. like a CrossFit of the mind. Right. And so I had written the book workbook and the book and Joanna was doing coaching uh, some. And I was like, well, I um, have been so isolated. I kind of, you know, kind of twitching around. I need someone to give me perspective on, on what I'm doing. And then we started uh, talking and you're like, well, I would really like your perspective on mine. <laughs> I got to I got to interject there. Yeah. When you first came to me and said, hey, business coaching, I felt very intimidated, right? Your experience and your knowledge is so much more uh, vetted than mine is, right? You have years under your belt that I don't. You have millions under your belt that I'm working on, but I'm not quite there yet. So once I found out what your skill set was, there was a little bit of like, okay, actually, maybe you help me right now. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. that was kind of funny, but, but you did help me and you are helping me. Yes, it absolutely. Because like, it was a, it was a whole new place because it is hard when you're used to supporting other people's ideas and saying that, because you, you can get that 50,000 foot view, right? Mm. That we talk about in Silicon Valley. You, you look at the market landscape for someone else, but it's very difficult to look at the market landscape and understand what needs to happen for yourself and your product and going through that process. So I think that everybody needs coaching and mentoring yeah. and everybody needs that cohort. Um, so what happened was then you were like, well, will you look at my stuff? And I was like, <laughs> I looked at your stuff and then uh, I started contributing and I said, well, actually a more updated version of it is this. And then look at this. And so I started sort of building into uh your intellectual property and that was kind of uncomfortable for a minute because you're like sure. hey wait you know well I think on both levels again when when we're sort of navigating this relationship and I had coached you for a minute and then I was hiring you to consult we really realized the organic process was actually more of a contributive relationship that it wasn't actually I was hiring you just to do work I was hiring you for your brain and for your intellectual property. And, and you were doing the same for me too, right? And I would pull you into, um, you and I basically produced the only um, digital conference the Women's Business Center ever has produced. And right. so that was just one more skill set. We got to say, okay, what's your skill set? Your technology? Great. I'm people management. Great. And we just kept finding these opportunities to touch point together. And one of those other touch points is one of our clients now that we have as our business merged, um, Ace, Asheville Community Enterprises, which um, we were able to help apply for some of the Dogwood grant funding. And that has been a huge ability to get that business off the ground, but was sort of, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, our final point of sort of being like, well, basically we're doing every client we have together now. <laughs> Right, right. We got to the point where we were, we, you know, yeah. And that's why I said, you know, like, then we got to make it official because it was like, it was like, we were probably for several months, um, we were acting like a business couple right. and hadn't merged, you know? Yeah. And so it was like, okay, it's either, either we, we do this, you know, or we don't. And so we have, you know, so it, you know, and so, so that sort of happened um, organically and we, you know, and, and we were both talking about it and you're, and you were like, well, how do you feel about that? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, and so we I got to the point where it just, it just made total sense. And, and the, and the idea of the workforce development from the genius breakthrough uh, program where we help people um, get ideas or or, yes, or yes. nurture nurture the very beginning of it uh, through the art his hero and biz hero uh, basic coursework to get their. I think, um, yeah, if you don't mind, I'm going to pause you super quick because what I do want to do is I want to spend the last couple minutes sort of like breaking each of these down. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Art Hero LLC, as we mentioned, is now a workforce development firm. And so I think we should mention each one of those. And then I think we should actually just touch on it and have you come back for another session because we're still working on the official merger side. Our right. website isn't quite ready for launch. So I think we just touch on it today since we only have a couple more minutes. So okay. I'm going to kind of go place by place and you just help interject. So Genius Breakthrough, as we've mentioned, is a model now. The, the business program isn't up and running quite yet, but it is a model as you've mentioned, that supports people 
who want to tap back into their creativity or have an idea they really want to help flesh out. And this can be done, like Noreen mentioned, basically through brain training exercises. And so that's a really beautiful, empowering part for anybody who says, I'm an artist, or I have a problem I want to solve, or I want to tap into my arts and creativity more. And and, and just to interject there, um, you know, LinkedIn said the number one skill for this uh, decade is creative problem solving. As you can see with the pandemic and everything, people have to learn to be flexible and be creative. And so it's, it's, it is for people who are creative that are stuck, but it's also for business people to interject that into their business to their their staff, lives yep, or or absolutely. just just their staff so it it's this it, it's a it's a proven scientific model that uh flexes those um create a, a series of creative skill sets for the brain so yep. and then so just to kind of breeze through the others biz hero and art hero now are a business training program it's an online program And we are really excited to roll that out more a lot this year. Then as we've talked a lot about today, we have SFTA Creative, which is the consulting side. So if a business is at a level, they're ready to hire for marketing or executive coaching or fundraising or strategy or, you know, development of And content. Yes, yes. Any specific implementation of content for sure. So SFTA Creative really takes those businesses who have started and gets them to the next level. And then we just wrap it up with JPH Creative, which is sort of my passion. It's that economic development side where we get to really hit this high level overarching strategy. And so, as I mentioned, we aren't going to be able to unpack that today because we're going to have to wrap up. Noreen, will you let people know the best way that they can go and find us for now? What's our website? How can they go get that info? And then, like I said, I think we're bringing you back maybe even next week to go deeper into each one of these businesses. Um, Well, I think right now uh, through uh, Art Hero dot biz the contact there and then uh by next week we will be we're in the middle of relaunching sftacreative.com but uh that's not quite relaunched yet so uh, um i i would say go to arthero.biz or and then we will have all of the um all of our ducks in a row, which is one of our packages that we sure offer our clients. Is. We'll have our ducks in a row by <laughs> um, by next week. Um, and you can also reach me directly at Noreen at sftacreative.com. Noreen, thank you so much for being here. And I can't believe that that just flew by. I just think there's so much for us to unpack. And so let's do this again. But as always, this is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please connect by visiting bizradioashville.com or on Instagram at jphcreativebiz with show suggestions or any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.